Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. Now, here's your hosts, Andy, Mike, and Pete. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Questionable to Return podcast. As always, I'm Andy with my, my friends. We're back to friends now. Mike. Hi, everybody. And Pete. Hey. Hey, he's welcome, back. Welcome back. back, Pete. We missed you. My ya. sweet, sweet voice is back. We missed you. I'm sure a lot of people missed me. Uh, I the Social media was a buzz with you gone. They were saying, you know. A lot of rumors were out there. They're saying, is, is this the end of Yoda voice? Yeah. Is this the end of singing? Right. But we told them, no. No, it's not. Is he going over to the And Still podcast? No. Yeah, they've been trying to recruit you. They've been trying. Just Maha commodity. Just they couldn't work out a contract with you? No, you guys pay me more. Okay, perfect. So, well, yeah, I... Uh, whoa, 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 you get paid? Right, yeah. No, I don't no, get I'll paid. Be, no, I'll be gone next no, episode. None of us get Dispute. paid. Legally, we do not get paid. We do <laughs> not get paid. Do you hear that uh, editing <laughs> software that I'm using on a agreement that we're not making money? <laughs> right. But yeah, no. I tried to get some rest that night and how'd it go it didn't go well not at all so my son woke me up at like 2 a.m that night he was he had some scary dream normal stuff but then around 4 a.m about a couple hours before i wake up i wake up to a huge noise and it's my cat and i look up i'm like hey hey kelly my wife look at where our cat obi is and he was on top of the TV, which is mounted on the wall. So it's a good place for him to be. It's just yeah. like a black figure. I'm like, well, what the heck is he doing up there? Turn on the lights. And he is like ready to pounce, staring at a mouse. Oh, no. <laughs> staring at a mouse on top of the door <laughs> to our they're, bathroom. They're having a face-off. Having a face-off. Like and on the top of the door open or we like can, the door We can post the something? face-off online. But yeah, he's he's on top of the molding. The mouse oh, is f- fearful for his life. I would be too. So she's like, "What are you oh. gonna do? You're gonna take it?" And I'm not. No, I don't like mice. Uh, I'm kind of afraid of mice. I'll be honest. So I just stayed in bed. I'm like, <laughs> "You should probably go do something about that." So because Obi obviously can't get him. So she went and got a glove, and attempted to pick up the mouse from the top of the door. As she's going to reach for it, of course, a mouse is going to do something. It's gonna jump. So it jumps, goes into the hallway, into my daughter's room. The cat, of course, starts running after it. My wife is screaming. I just I just go right back into bed and put my covers over and just start going back to bed because your work was done there. My work's done. I'm not Hey, you alerted her, that was it. <laughs> yeah. She's she's the boss. She takes care of those things. I'll admit that. Um so went back into the to the room and all of a sudden I hear Okay, okay, give me it, give me it. Give me it. So obviously the cat did its job. Why we have cats? Yeah. To get the mice. Oh, good mouse. Did its job. So my wife, she doesn't Went like. For Obi. She doesn't like to kill mice. She doesn't like to kill anything. Um, I would have probably put it in a bag and just stomped it. Sorry, it's just who I am. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate mice so much. But she is all about catch and release. So she went out the front and proceeded to let it loose. I was going to bring it across the street, let it loose. And then a car. <laughs> Have fun for a that, car neighbor. Started, a car started coming down the road, 
while she's in her pajamas, and she just chucks it, just chucks it across <laughs> the street, and that's the end of the mouse. Yeah, so. you know, it's back in your house five minutes later. Oh, right, <laughs> definitely. You're supposed to like take them like miles away. Yeah. So the story for the next podcast really is going to be: you'll never guess what happened, guys. Yeah. A loud noise woke me up at four in the morning. But it'll be a gutted mouse because my cat will have killed it. Good work, Obi. I like that, Obi. <laughs> yeah. He pulls his weight around your house. So I did not get sleep, um, but I had a fun time listening to you guys. I don't know if you need me back. You guys did a great job. Proud of you. Thank you. It's got to be pretty difficult with two people. So I was. Uh, it was a different dynamic. I had was. a record amount of saying, yeah. Yeah, I'm listening to yeah. every time Andy talk. Oh it's like, yeah, it's like a very scanny thing. Like to I'm do. from Fargo or something. Hey there, yeah. Oh yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Matt Lafleur there. Yeah. Oh, go Flambeau. Hey, I was impressed though. We managed to go <laughs> over an hour. Yeah, <laughs> you guys went way over. It was a long I episode. Looked at the considering, time and I'm, I'm like, what? How did you guys do that? Well, the there was a lot of big, a lot news. of talk to do. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we managed. I do want to apologize. I had some mis- big, big mistakes. The last episode I was in kind of mentioned that the Mavs won 8 out of 10. And it meant, like, I think it was home games. I don't know where I read oh. that. Eh, yeah, it probably right. was. Eh, they're not a very good team. I know for gambling purposes, they are one of the best home teams yeah, and one of the worst away teams. They're, yeah. like, 16-4 and four at home and, like, 4-18 and 18 yeah, on the road. Yeah, pretty crazy. So. Um, I know that because I was just looking at them potentially betting them tonight against the Warriors. Yeah, and it had, some, didn't. had some, as I showed you guys, had some WWE uh, classic WWF, WCW stuff wrong, so that's okay. You know, yeah. my memory remembers, but YouTube helps me remember <laughs> perfectly. So, indeed, but that's about it for me. So from the week this weekend, I had a couple of bets that I was gonna make. Um, I think we talked about a little bit at the last podcast that I was gonna try to jump on the Chargers and Colts. Yeah, and neither one went through. Thank goodness. Yeah, you lucked out there. I lucked out. I got uh, gun shy about betting any of the Colts uh, as it got close to game time, but I did bet on the Chargers, which that one. Uh, they made my my prediction of a Patriots Super Bowl look pretty good. Yeah, I was impressed with the Patriots, and uh, I guess we can get into that in a little bit uh, when we talk NFL. But uh, it went all chalk this weekend. Every every home team ended up winning. Yeah, pretty impressive final four, I yeah. would say. Yeah. Be good next weekend. I mean, I really wanted some kind of upset, but when you look at it, it's the four, it's the four best teams. Can't can't argue that. Yeah. The good news is is uh, after the first uh, three home teams won, and uh, I had had a few bad losses this weekend gambling. Decided the only thing to do when you're losing is you chase it. Yeah. So you win all your money back. Yeah, that's what I do every time. I bet Drew Brees would have at least 300 yards passing, uh, parlayed with the Saints win the game, and that paid like plus 125 or something like that. Drew Brees ended up with 301 yards. Oh, in the that, Saints. Wow, they sweated that one out. <laughs> the Saints won. I was sweating that out. Uh, and then I also had Michigan just to win uh, today. In basketball, they they blew out Northwestern, but that was just to chase all my money, and I did it, you guys. I um I made one penny gambling on Saturday, Woo. and lost uh, five dollars and uh, twenty nine cents today. <laughs> awesome. So all of that to pretty much be about even. 
Not bad. <laughs> so we're about a week out from our glorious interview with Hall of Fame member Frank Lamping. So what do we have planned for him? We got a couple couple things we want to want to do with good old Frank. Yeah, we kind of want him to go into his stories as being a Packer fan, uh, Hall of Famer. So he he was inducted to the Hall of Fame in 2017, I believe. I'm trying to reach back right there. there. It sounds right. It was right around Valentine's Day, I know. So yeah, we'll what talk to him about it? that. We'll uh, probably go into some analysis on the Packers and their recent recent coaching coaching uh, change because he kind of predicted it. Right, yeah, he predicted on the Bob and Brian show. Yeah, and um, I have a little trivia for you guys and him. So, oh, we're gonna get beat, Mike. We'll kind of do like yeah. three rounds, five questions. We'll do. Uh, Is it Packers have? only? Yeah, it'll be Packers only. Um, still kind of thinking of topics, so I might go like recent Packers, like late Packer, like early '80s Packers, oh, just no. to make it. Because I'm sure Frank knows those years. Um, and then maybe like you struggle like, through those years. Maybe might go through like the '96 Super Bowl year. So It'll be fun. Try that out, but we'll see. Okay. We'll see. So I'll have some questions and a fun, fun song and maybe some buzzards for you guys. So we put in some some sort of stakes on this. Ooh. Oh, we'll have to think about that. Maybe we'll How talk about, about that in months. Yeah, then. we'll carpool and the loser has to walk home. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be perfect. So sorry, yeah. Frank. No, just kidding. <laughs> So yeah, soon after the Frank episode, though, we'll in a in another week after that, uh, just a little teaser. As I've been talking about WWE a little bit more and more, we're on the road to WrestleMania, and I know you guys don't really watch it, but I I do a lot, so we need to gamble on the Royal Rumble. Yeah, you pulled me in with telling me that we could gamble on that. Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm in. So well, basically, you don't draft people; you draft slots. Yeah, you all pick numbers. You all pick numbers, and you and you get your numbers, and we'll we'll have fun doing that. So obviously, you want to get high numbers, then, right? You want to get the last people out. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, so sometimes they last an hour into the really? into the Royal Rumble. So yeah. this whole the whole thing confuses the crap out of me. What you're talking about right now? <laughs> I want to draft a slot of what? Give us some money. So there's thirty okay. there's thirty people that enter the Royal Rumble. So every I think two minutes, two or three minutes, a new guy comes in. So one, two, three, four, right. obviously. Right. So, so you'll draft like one, five, you pick which slot you want. Especially because some oh, of the, the... Whoever the guy that comes in that slot Right, is, that's your guy and you root for him you. then. Because some of the guys are surprises. Yeah. So you yeah, need to just have gotcha. a slot instead of the people. So yeah, they have classic guys. Obviously the classic guys aren't going to win because you win a chance for a championship uh, when you win the Royal Rumble. So. Yeah, but people think maybe like The Rock could show up. Right, or... yeah, The Rock. Uh, in years past, uh, DDP showed up and Ric Flair showed up. And What do you think? Like you that, really so. think he's going to take time away from his new gladiator type show, his hero or whatever it's called? Yeah, there's and been rumors t- about t- The Rock. Titan Games. Oh, that's it. Yeah, The Rock's been rumored for like every year WrestleMania. Yeah. They want him and Cena to fight. But anyway. Some of you are interested out there, but some of you are really bored and turn us off. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry the, for that. The Royal Rumble is like between like The Rock and Cena where it's battle for Hollywood royalty. There yeah. you go, yeah. We all know The Rock would win that. For sure. Well, Cena's coming up. He's, he's got the good trying. Move. He's trying He's trying best. hard. He's actually growing his hair out. He looks weird. <laughs> anyway.
So moving on to questionable comments and mail from the fans. We have one from somebody that Mike may know, so why don't you take this one, Mike? Sure, this one comes from Tim. He asked, where does Grandal bat in the lineup, and do the Brewers now trade Manny Pena? Which I don't know about trading Pena, but that has been rumored now, which kind of surprises me because Grandal's only on a one-year deal. I don't know if they're just going to look at it as we'll figure it out later because they have three catchers now. Yeah. Right. And would they feel okay having Grandal be the primary guy and Kratz be the backup? They might. I mean, I would. I I didn't really get to touch on Grandal, but yeah. What are your thoughts on? I think the Grandal signing's amazing. What Stearns did, and it kind of amazes me in that he's ranked among amongst the monks the best in framing pitches, and it's going to be a big thing for those pitchers. And granted, he's like highest in pass balls as we've seen like in the last couple yeah. of years, but that's not a big deal to me. He's number two in WAR for catchers last year with Riomoto, I believe. You know, Riomoto was number one. Um, but I really think what Stearns has done in snagging these guys is pretty crazy because the big clubs they're not willing to hand willing to hand hand out those huge contracts anymore, and. It's it's gonna be interesting when twenty I think twenty twenty one comes along if there's gonna be a labor dispute too. Yeah. Because these teams they don't they don't wanna they're using the luxury tax to their advantage and not handing out contracts and then the Brewers are just stealing everybody. They're they're just getting all these guys for like cheap. The biggest talking point of this off season seems to be that long term contracts are disappearing, you know. Machado and Harper are, are unsigned still. Still unsigned, yeah. And he, even Keiko, right? Yeah. If you go back... Keiko, uh, yeah, closer, I forget his name, but... Uh, yeah. Kimbrell, right? Yeah. Kimbrough. Him and Keiko both unsigned? Yeah. Which, if you go back any uh, any off season up until recently, those guys would be signed immediately. Oh, right? yeah. And probably 10-year deals. Yeah. Especially if, considering Harper's age, I can't believe he wouldn't get a 10-year deal because... Albert Pujols at age 32 got a 10-year deal, and Robinson Cano at like age 30 got a 10-year deal, and those are terrible contracts at the end. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Harper and Machado are both 26. Yeah, and they're still waiting to sign. Uh, Grandal did turn down a four-year deal with the Mets, which is interesting. I think he he wants to win. That make, Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, he's going to... He's going to be a... Probably definitely wants to redeem that postseason performance. Yeah. But just his power numbers, you think of his power numbers from the Dodgers, and then you put that in Miller Park, I mean, that's going to be pretty amazing having him in that lineup. As far as where you put him in that lineup, uh, what do you guys think, what Tim asked us? I think uh, the top four should be what it was towards the end of the year, or maybe more middle of the year, because didn't Braun kind of take over three again at times? I I believe so. I still trying to remember. like going Kane, Yelich, Aguilar, Shaw as the top four. Yeah. Kind of pencil that in. And then maybe Braun fifth, maybe Perez fifth sometimes, and maybe Grandal fifth sometimes. But I'd say Grandal maybe more like sixth in the order. Yeah, good. that makes sense to me. Protect that second half. Yeah. Yeah. You hope yeah. Arcia comes back and, and does what he kind of showed us in the end of the season last year. Um so, but that that was a huge need for the Brewers. They needed a catcher that could hit and uh, be consistent back there. And yeah, the the framing of the pitch, like that's all I'm reading is like he he can frame a pitch like amazing. And for a team that doesn't have 
many pitchers. They 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 have pitchers, but they're not great. Let's just admit that we don't have an ace. No. And it's going to make a big difference if he can just by inches make it look like a strike and and help out those pitchers. Which is why you know Pena had been pretty good defensively, but I think they didn't quite trust him because of his bat was not the same as it was the year before. He just has looked more like a mediocre hitting catcher than a potentially above average one. So that could be why um, they wanted to make this ground all move is they really feel like it's an upgrade. And uh, another thing that's worth noting is the Brewers didn't sign a second baseman. So they're going into this season. As of now, second base market's drying up. LeMayhew signed. Uh, Jed Lowry signed. I would guess it's it's Perez's job. Maybe Spangenberger or Spangenberg. I want to add a. I want to make him a burger. <laughs> Spangenberg platoon there. Yeah, I don't know. Sunday. You you kind of look at who's available though, and you got Josh Harrison as Drupal Cabrera, uh, kind of infielders that can move around, kind of like a Perez, I think. Yeah. Harrison's played third and second, I believe, right? Yeah, yes. But he's he went from potential MVP years to he's kind of kind of declined a little bit, but. Um, I I do think they're gonna make another signing like that late, that they could get another infielder just to try them out, or they're they're content with those guys because they want to be yeah. call up Keston here. Uh, yep. soon maybe uh, he's like a May call up, or maybe they wait to see what happens in spring training. Maybe give it a couple yeah. weeks first, early couple weeks of spring training, and see how he does. And then if it doesn't seem like it's gonna be a for sure thing, see what's left yeah. out there. See if they can make a move. Keston does seem like the golden child, really. I mean, we all hope he's going to be that that big time hitter and and glove at second base. So, yeah, I pretty have, excited for him to come up. Thinking. I have high hopes because I've read a lot of stuff that say he's about the most big league ready hitter of anyone drafted in the last couple of years. He's just flat out hit for the last couple seasons. Last couple seasons in college, in the uh, fall league, he was hitting. So, I mean, that would be a nice guy to have plugged in the order. Someone who hits for good average. Well, I kind of noticed uh, in the last episode, you guys forgot to mention uh, Ben Gamel, And we traded for him. What did we trade? Santana, right? Yes, we even Very mentioned true. the Santana trade. Right. Forgot that we <laughs> traded. So we didn't, we didn't even mention for who he was for. Yeah. So he can probably uh, split time with Braun and get rid of uh, my boy Corey Hart, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, Corey Ray. Corey, Corey Ray's looking like he's the fifth outfielder, but Corey Ray's kind of interesting because he had like an amazing year last year at Double A, right? He was like in the top mm-hmm. five for like all categories, basically. Yeah. So I don't know. It's kind of interesting to see it, when they're going to bring that guy up or if they're going to trade him. Because what are they? I guess what did they do with him? Yeah, no fifth outfielder. That's not ideal to do with someone who's one of your top prospects, unless they want to bring him along slowly. But, you know, we have Gamble, Braun maybe as a platoon, Yelich, Kane. Like, how much playing time is he really yeah, going to get? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Would he just, would he pinch hit a lot? I, I don't really know what you even do with him. He's kind of like Phillips where he's just kind of no man's land, huh? Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing he'd have going for him, I guess, is his, Maybe it's just ability to play center. They can always put Yelich out there, but that was kind of Broxton's only chance with the Brewers was to be a a true backup center fielder. 
and they felt like that just wasn't if you could trade him it wasn't worth keeping him around yeah, ray probably comes becomes that guy that they bring up bring down kind of platoon him that way like they did with broxton yeah it's a good point because broxton didn't have any options so having that guy you can yeah bring up and down it's kind of nice that'll help out with injuries and when braun misses you know his month here and there yeah <laughs> I, think, I think ray could probably use another year yeah, probably. He's a, only double A. He was double A last year, and he only batted like two thirty nine. Two thirty nine, but he was as far as like runs scored, he was second in in the league. Uh, home runs, he was first with twenty seven. RBIs fourth. Stolen bases first. So a lot of little things he did right. And right. they always say double A is the harder of. It's harder to play in the double A than triple A, right? I'm pretty sure I've heard that before. They so, usually say the the hardest leap to make is double A to triple A. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, because once you hit Triple A, you're pretty much going to make the big leagues. But yeah, Double A is where a lot of guys are really fighting to try to make right make it to the big leagues. So like I mean, you really if you put numbers there, you're looking pretty good. Yeah, you really have to prove yourself in Double A. And a good fielding percentage. So he was good defensively, which is probably what you'd want if if you're gonna have him off the bench. Man, he he likely he's gonna be in the Triple A affiliate. Uh, he'll make his move there, and hopefully we'll see him. Maybe midseason here and there. Maybe but, uh, maybe his future could be like putting him uh, in right field late in games and move Yelich over to left just for defensive replacement. Yeah, that would be good. But there's always that, that trade possibility too. Right. It could be one of those guys. So so the Brewers last thing I think from the week is they signed that Jake Patrika relief pitcher. Got to fill that bullpen up. Lost a lot of guys there. Yeah, and... They've done a pretty good job, I would say, of you know, adding a couple guys. They traded for three mi- three minor leaguers when they moved Broxton. So, they're Stearns is looking for you know probably trying cheap. to re- then trying to replenish the the minor league. Right. Yeah, after we traded with the Marlins, and uh, how's that working out? Mm, pretty good. <laughs> I'll take it. We got an MVP for a Touch bunch of go guys for a while, but I think I'll take it. Yeah, it's interesting. Like everybody probably wants a starting pitcher, and you got to remember we're getting Nelson. He's possibly your ace that we're gonna need, and he's doing really good. He looks like he's right on track to to probably start opening day. So it'll be interesting to see where Miley goes too, because Miley was a really good pitcher last year, and uh, I'm I'm surprised he hasn't signed anywhere. He hasn't caught on anywhere yet. So maybe we can get him cheap. Yeah, after the way he finished. He he hasn't really gotten any buzz that I've heard. And the only other option I've really heard for the Brewers is maybe Madison Bumgarner, but that'd right. be in a trade. I don't know if I and like that. They're talking about Hira and, and a lot of the bigger no. names, and there's no way you're going to give up for a 30-year-old pitcher. No, it, I would never give up Hira for a one-year rental because no. then the Brewers would be kind of messing up their window of playoff right. success. But yeah, it's pretty amazing what this team they've they've done, and they are uh, one of the lowest payrolls in the league still, even with uh, what they did last year and picking up all those players and their new highest paid player, Yasmani Grandal. Yeah, he'll have the highest salary for next season. I believe Bron Bron makes eighteen million. Bron's I think his salary goes down yeah. until right. twenty twenty, right? Yeah, he, yeah, it peaked like last year or two years ago. That sounds about right. This was a I guess that's what's so crazy about the moves that Stearns made last year. I mean, signing Kane to that deal and then locking up with a trade for 
Yelich and keeping him under contract for what five or four more years now. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, we're looking at hopefully uh, a lot of years of success. Hopefully, a lot of playoff runs, and you never know. It'd be nice if we could strike on like one one pitcher, like one go to guy. Yeah, but Corbin, I mean Burns, and uh, yeah, you you don't know what what those guys are gonna do when they when they get their chance. Yeah, Woodruff. We'll see if Woodruff can can continue. Yeah. They might just be banking on one of those guys. See if Peralta, yeah, see if one of those guys can turn into more of an ace-like pitcher. Right, and then they have the bullets midseason to make a trade if they have to, if it's not working out. I mean, they have the firepower on offense. Obviously, they're going to hit home runs. They're going to score a lot of runs. They're going to steal bases, and the offense is there. It's just uh, what that pitching can do again, and they have the bullpen. So So, so of the three major prospects, Corbin, and then you have Peralta and Woodruff, if you had to trade one to get a Baumgartner, which one would you pick? Mine would probably be probably Woodruff. I feel like he's gotten more chances. I want. I really want. I really think Burns and Peralta are going to be very good, or decent. You know, hopefully two, three kind of guys. Yeah, that's a tough one. I might almost want to say Peralta now. Uh, I know he's looked really good at times. Uh, I maybe we, just because we've seen the biggest sample size of him, I still have higher hopes for Burns and Woodruff. But I kind of feel like uh, Peralta I might just barely put third, based on for every good game he'd have, he would have some pretty wild games of where he just kind of seemed to lose control, walking too many guys. But yeah, I think Kerman Burns would probably be my only off-limit one. So the two, I think if, if you somehow could get Woodruff or Peralta, I'd be okay with either one of those, I think, to get a Madison Bumgarner here. Yeah. yeah. Burns looks like he has some dominant stuff when he's in there. He's been so solid for three innings, and he's shown, shown some really good stuff. I can't wait to see him start. Yeah, it's pretty nice to have uh, a lot of young pitching. Seems like we've never really been in this position before. And then we're just about a month away from spring training believe i think the 13th so when the all-star break comes around for the nba that's when pitchers and catchers report crazy yeah, yeah. It was about about five weeks last week so yeah about yeah about the month mark it's yeah. pretty crazy we'll probably go through the lineup and break it down a little bit more further in the, right in after the future the, right after daytona <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey if you're gonna be obscure with bringing in the the wwe we gotta have daytona talk hey i'm good with daytona too <laughs> We start to go too heavy on NASCAR and wrestling, we might lose <laughs> what few <laughs> listeners we have. There's only a couple times of wrestling a year we can talk about it. So, hey, Daytona is the Super Bowl of the sport. Very true, but there's got to be a lot of prop bets and betting for Daytona. Oh yeah, they have segments now. So how many how many laps will be under caution? Uh, Daytona is a fun one. Uh, it's a fun uh, one. I don't know if I can, even with gambling, I don't know if I can get myself into that one. We'll cut it off at Daytona, huh? Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, let's talk a little bit about the NFL. So move, after a couple upsets in the wild card round, the divisional round saw pretty much chalk. Chalk it up as expected. Especially the first three games were not that entertaining. I guess Rams-Cowboys had its moments because the Cowboys at least hung around, but... Yeah, they had a stretch late. They tried to come back, but... The Chiefs dominated. 
they looked fantastic on defense. Which was a huge surprise. Yeah, that that's the shock like of the playoffs, I would say. I can't believe how good they looked on defense. So did the Patriots. No, I would, I'd say probably the Patriots' offense was probably one of the bigger shocks. Their run game yeah. looked what I find so, out of this world. so crazy about the Patriots is they just lost Josh Gordon, and Gronk is like a, a shell of his former self. I think he had... Did he have one catch today? They just he doesn't get There's open. Rumor rumors about his retirement coming up here. So I guess he was close to retiring in the off season. They uh they had a deal in place to trade him to the Lions, but he mm-hmm. said he'd retire rather than play for another team. And he's had so many surgeries. Yeah. I think he's he's an old like I don't know if he's twenty nine. He's old for whatever oh, age yeah. he is. He's, he's got a lot of miles on that body. But they managed, though, with, yeah, Sony Michelle running the ball. James White had a Super Bowl-like performance. We had 15 catches. On Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. Right. And even Go Tom back. Brady looked efficient. And Brady was good. And, and Edelman. And I just, I find it crazy, though, how well done it is by the Patriots to manufacture offense without that typical, like, big-time playmaker. They don't have a Tyreek Hill, a Michael Thomas, what some of these other teams have that can dominate. They... They are just relying on. So do you think it was? So do you think it was just a great scheme by Belichick, and the idea that, and and the staff obviously, to to game, for production, or is it that Baltimore's offense was just that bad, that made the Chargers' defense look better than it actually was? That could definitely be a part of it. Uh, Jackson his first playoff game. Yeah, I know Melvin Ingram looked really dominant, but Lamar Jackson like the first half of that game he was yeah did not a, look good at a all disaster uh, he only had a couple completed passes they and had three first downs for like most of the game yeah it just looked like they were way too predictable on offense they had a few basic plays of trying to basically just have jackson run and make very safe throws so yeah we might have uh uh kind of overestimated the chargers because i did like the chargers so going in and the patriots so they were undefeated at home and they really showed up today that's a tough place to play to go to Gillette and actually I know win. as you've pointed out before you know maybe we we shouldn't count the Patriots out ever you can't I mean I, mean, I teased it a little bit like if I was going to change my pick but it, like I said until you put a stake through the bloody corpse of the Patriots we're not going to be able to so say the, goodbye to them so they did it they became the eighth straight they made the eighth straight AFC championship game for them which is unbelievable it really is you didn't hear my eye roll yeah I mean, I'm. <laughs> it I'm just drives me nuts. It's I'm crazy. sick of them too. I I've never really cheered for them. I was cheering for the Giants both times. I beat them. Don't know how to do it. I bet on the Eagles last year to win, just to root against them. But so my son was excited. We watched that. We sat and watched that game, and he was. And part of me, I, I wanted to see Philip Rivers get a chance to go, but that's how I felt too. I feel yeah. like this might have been their best chance. Although they'll have a lot of guys back, but. But it was interesting to see. Just, I mean, it was fun to watch him. How excited he was, because he's a he's a Patriots fan aside from being a Packers fan. But I know uh, he loves Gronk. Was he disappointed that there wasn't many Gronk sightings, or he didn't care as long as the so. Patriots were winning? I mean, he he's a fan of James White too, so it was good. He liked watching him do his thing, and then Sony Michelle was fun too. I don't think he really cared. I think he liked watching Tom Brady be successful and whatever else. I don't think he even noticed that. Gronk yeah. was a shell of himself. Yeah, it was a complete beatdown there. The Chiefs had a complete beatdown. The Rams, I'd say, won 
fairly comfortably, but the Cowboys did hang around. They at least kept that game interesting. They got I, within eight like so twice. I, so I, I missed that game though. Did did Dallas just a avoid running? Uh they just they had no success running the ball. Uh I was surprised at how bottled up Zeke was getting. Zeke got twenty carries. He had forty seven yards rushing. So good job by the front. Yeah. So oh, the man. so the, that, so the elite that front, front that front seven's well, insane. They had they had struggled at times, but Ndamukong Sue probably had his best game in a long time because he he really made himself a force in that game on top of Aaron Donald, and they were just yeah destroying the middle. Yeah, there was nowhere to run. You turned it on, but yeah, I I uh, confused um, C.J. Anderson with uh, Mike Tolbert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That I'm was, like, oh, Mike Tolbert, and then you're like, no, no, Mike, <laughs> Mike told me that he was no, that's C.J. Anderson who had more carries than Todd Gurley. Yeah, who he was dominating. Have, who would have guessed that? That was a prop bet I lost. Was I bet um, under like 90 yards rushing for Todd Gurley because I'd heard so much stuff about him being banged up. He still had 100 yards, and C.J. Anderson had 100 yards. Is really their Pretty their impressive. running game against uh, you know the Cowboys too? Maybe uh, maybe. The teams that all won last week just played some inferior opponents. Yeah. We might have overestimated the Seahawks and the Ravens. But that CJ Anderson pickup for for the Rams has to be has to be one of the best moves. Yeah, going to the because I mean they protected him when Gurley went down with that got banged up a little bit towards the end of the season, and then having him to kind of perform the way he has to alleviate the need to play Gurley as much as they should to save him up for like a deep playoff run. I mean, if you can save some miles off of Gurley and still win a game. Yeah, that's a win. I think it's I think it's what's amazing is he wasn't even on a roster until week 16. Yeah. To see like so like I like I think Sports Center had a graphic up where it was talking about how he had um after five years in Denver, including a Pro Bowl and a Super Bowl win, he was cut by the Broncos the past offseason and signed with the Panthers and hoping to kind of split that workload with McCaffrey. And he was waived um, before the season. Or, I mean, waived um, in December. And he was signed with Oakland and then immediately cut <laughs> before even playing a, a down for that team. That's a very Oakland-like move. And now yeah, he gets to play he in the saw a lot, lot of limited time with Carolina. Yeah, I mean, McCaffrey was just such a workhorse. So I drafted him in fantasy because I never thought McCaffrey could be this kind of just yeah workhorse right. back, and I was surprised that yeah they didn't even need C.J. Anderson. But yeah, in the three three games that C.J. Anderson has played, I don't know if I'm seeing this right. Yeah, 140 yards a game. <laughs> Is that he's had 20 carries every game? 20 for 167, 20 for 132, and 20 for 130. 23 yeah, yeah. He's average and four touchdowns yeah so it's crazy so again if anybody has to question the offense that mcveigh has plug and play right that's impressive oh man this is insane i mean you saw it even when the wide receivers go down when cooper yeah. cup went down it was like next man up yeah i think people uh maybe didn't realize how big a part of their offense cooper cup really was i know cooks and woods are both good players but Cooper Cup filled a very specific role. Right. He was probably their go-to guy in the red zone, and that slot position can be so deadly for some of these teams where if you have a guy who can catch in traffic, 
That's a go-to for first downs. Run those seam routes, especially at the speed that he had. That's what the the Patriots just killed the Chargers with was Edelman and James White running out of the out of the slot, or James White running like wheel routes. They just they were open every time. It seemed like they needed a big catch. So Eagles Saints, uh, that was probably the game of the week, though. Yeah, if we're talking about you know every the first three games being dominated by the home team. Not the case uh, there. Eagles got off to a quick start. And then nothing after. Nothing after. 14 quick points, and then it was all Saints after that. Yeah. Full magic, full shirt. Hey, full still was driving him down the field. I felt like it was going to happen. He was going to score a touchdown, and Jeffrey right Uh, through the hands. Jeffrey was beside himself, yeah. Yeah, he's one of the more sure-handed receivers in football. Yeah, for the ex-bear ruins it. (laughs) <laughs> for the Eagles. Yeah, feel bad for that because Eagles fans are not forgiving and they're probably going to rail into him and let's see how he reacts. Hope he can recover from this. That's a pretty if big If they were drop. smart, they yeah. know they, they probably had very little business being there anyway. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It just was amazing that Foles was going for right. the score. I would have loved to see Breeze drive drive for the winning touchdown, honestly. but Yeah, the Saints, uh, they had the ball up by six. And they their drive stalled out, and they attempted a long field goal. And when they missed that, and it was still a, just, a six point game, I thought, that feeling. "Here it comes did. Foles." Yeah, here comes Foles. I, that's why I was sweating it out with uh, needing the Saints to win. Yeah, my son and I went to Noodles for for dinner, and we I had it on the Fox Sports Go app. Yeah. We were watching at the table, and he because he wanted to watch. He's a Drew again, Drew Brees friend because he got really into fantasy football this year. But so we made we watched the Lutz. Kicked that what fifty two yard field goal and like you missed and like my son goes uh oh <laughs> it's on now Foles magic yeah then Foles like I said he didn't move the ball but really that interception out. was not his fault. I know that's what's <laughs> that's interesting the thing. about like, it. if he catches that ball what happens Foles magic was coming through it took a turnover that was not at all Foles fault right right yeah Lattimore was in the right place yeah Lattimore had a good game he's really he's really turned into a top corner. Yeah, after, after the quick fourteen points, when that was it, Lattimore that got the interception. Also, like in the, what was it, the second quarter? Yeah, he made that great play on the ball. Yeah. yeah, it's like from that point on, pretty much that defense was pretty much on lockdown. Yeah, the Saints' defense did show up. Give them credit there. Uh, yeah, they were a solid defense last year, right? And then they kind of fell off the earth a little bit this year, but they scored and, a lot of points. So yeah, and they're they're always tough at home. Like they get the uh, little boost always being at home. Yeah. So final four is set. It's gonna be an exciting matchup, I think, with the Rams and Saints oh, that's in New Orleans. Awesome. This does feel like this is probably the four best teams in the league now. Yeah. You, you'd maybe say now the Chargers were just outside of this. They probably more like somewhere in the next tier. But this feels it does kind of feel right that these are the final four. Yeah, Mahomes versus Brady will be very interesting too. Right. I'm um, I'm interested to see what the Chiefs can do. They're they're at home too, right? Yeah. So, uh, can the Patriots win in a very rowdy stadium? That that stadium's gonna be great. Yeah, Arrowhead's gonna be nuts. Arrowhead's great. So, uh, how would you guys rank them of the four teams left based on just chances to win the Super Bowl? To win the Super Bowl? Yeah. If you had a if you had a with the Chiefs of, and, and Saints at home, right? Chiefs, Chiefs and Saints are at home. They're each 
uh, I was looking at the lines. They're each like three point favorites at home, although which uh, is just basically because you're playing at home. Yeah, so it's, it's zero pretty much, right? One of the lines, the uh, it looked like the Rams Saints one, I think, had moved maybe to three and a half, and then back down to three. They've mm-hmm. they've been moving maybe very slightly so far. So right, but, that's that's the the kind of the the thought is the home team gets three points. Yeah, automatically. So it's pretty mm-hmm. much an even line. Which is it's hard to bet against those home teams i would say if i had to rank them right now the chiefs look so good on defense i think i'd put them one and then i think i would put the i want to say rams but i can't i gotta say then the saints two i'll put i'll go rams three and i'll still be doubting the patriots at four that would be my ranking chiefs saints Rams, Patriots. Oh man, I'd probably go. I'd probably go Saints, Chiefs, Rams, Patriots. So you can also disrespect the Patriots. We haven't. Yeah, learned I, our, we haven't learned. I our hate. Lesson. No, that's true. I don't know. The Chiefs are really good right now. They looked up. Pretty With that pretty, defense. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. That offense looked good. Like Tyreek yeah. had a great game, and Damian Williams. Yeah. yeah. Their, their running game hasn't missed a beat. It's Yeah, it looks like you can plug and play anybody, and they're going to be good. But so they yeah, struggled a little bit after. I mean, I don't know if it was an initial shock. I think uh, once... the Kareem Hunt incident, but... Once they realized, too, Damian Williams needs to just be the feature back, it's helped that Spencer Ware has been hurt. But that Damian Williams looks good. Kind of come out of nowhere, these so, running backs. So what was your final number for team, Pete? Saints-Chiefs. Then Rams, then Patriots, Packers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a tough one. I think, I think Rams won. Go Rams. I like it. I think Rams won, Chiefs two, Saints three. Oh. I don't know. I can take that back. Patriots three, Saints four. I know you've been a McVay believer. I, just, I, I don't know. I just... What bothered me about the Saints thing was is their defense looked pretty good, but their offense looked pretty good, but they still only scored 20 at home. That's right, yeah. They And the Saints had like a month at the end of the season where they did not play that well. Even the games they won were kind of ugly wins, and they haven't really had a dominant win in a while, it feels like. And I, and I still like the Rams' defense on paper, and they showed a little bit of glimpses of life against the Cowboys, so I think, I don't know. What, I don't, is, so. what is interesting is we had all made Super Bowl predictions. Mm-hmm. Pete did change his at one point, but we allowed that. We should have used this, maybe added to fantasy football or something. It's too late now because we'll get into the results. But it would have been fun if this would have been worth a certain amount of points because, Pete, you had uh, Saints-Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I have Rams-Chiefs. Annie, do you have... Uh, I have Rams-Patriots. Rams-Patriots, yeah. So we all have different Super Bowl picks. It would have been fun to, uh, I don't know, do something. But lesson learned. If we still have a podcast uh, whoever, a year from now... Whoever wins that gets has to pay for dessert. Oh. I forget. Yeah. What, what was my original? Oh, I had Rams. You had the Rams. I switched to Saints. You switched to the Saints when they the lost. Saints Because Saints beat them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for letting me change. I like the Saints better. 
Yeah. The okay, Saints win was in, was in New Orleans too, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. So can they I beat him twice? So before we move on to Bucks talk, there's a couple of things we probably want to talk about with some of the coaching moves and changes. Yeah, I didn't uh, get to say my opinion about the hiring, but I do feel like he's a really good choice for this team. It's kind of interesting how it kind of mirrors McCarthy. It's kind of that that coordinator that, I mean, people could kind of know about him, but don't really know too much about him. He's he's earned his right. He's, he's been in the league for, uh, I believe, 10 years. Um, so, but he's earned his right. He's, he's, he's been a coach under, you know, really good coaches, Shanahan and all that stuff. Everybody knows that, uh, with the Matt Ryan, what was it? The MVP year. He was Mm -hmm. a quarterback coach. So he's, he's really a good, uh, quarterbacks, uh, coach, I should say. Coached RG3 and Kirk Cousins. But it's just, it's kind of funny how it just sounds like McCarthy all over again, you know, guy who can groom a quarterback and, uh, run an offense that's definitely the most unique. in shape head coach we've had yeah yeah definitely we've, we've <laughs> this is a big change for us but um yeah his history of success i mean obviously that's that's one of the things but i'm interested to see i was interested to see who he was going to hire as coach i believe i wrote that into your guys as as uh other coaches um i'm glad he kept petting uh, as much as which is I official now, very disappointed. Mm-hmm. I was kind of disappointed with the defense did. I I said that in our little eulogy for the Packers, but I I did like what Patton did. I think it's good keeping that system, continuing that system, uh, for the next couple of years, hopefully. Um, but the interesting thing for me will be, can they get Ted Monken? Monken, I believe his name is. Uh, he's from the Buccaneers, but he's from the Buccaneers. Buccaneers actually were a really good offense. They couldn't score. But yards-wise, they were, like, ranked, I believe, first in passing. So he could be an interesting get for them. He actually ran a decent offense with Fitzgerald and – or Fitzgerald. Fitzpatrick and uh, Winston over there in, in Buccaneerland. But yeah, the biggest problem with their offense was they turned the ball over like crazy, right. which hasn't been a problem for us. That was the right. biggest uh, bright spot of the Packers' offense last year. So, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Like, hope If they get him, it'll be like, well, why did you get the Buccaneers guy and then you got the Tennessee Titans guy? Well, they both had their issues with personnel, and but they did a great job with what they what they had. So And he's he's been actually thought for – he's had interviews for coaching jobs and – I think a lot of offensive coordinator jobs now are trying to get him. The Lions, I believe, is one of them. But I hope we can snake him. That's kind of the one name I'm looking for. Yeah, Lions unfortunately moved on from Jim Bob Cooter. So they needed an offensive coordinator. Jim Bob. James Robert Cooter. (laughs) I thought it was kind of interesting that that he tried to reach out to the 49ers to talk to his brother. And Kyle said, They blocked that. (laughs) They blocked that right away. But, but aren't they uh, looking at the quarterbacks coach? They're looking at a different Forty uh, ers guy too. Yeah, Mike McDaniel. Yeah. So the other thing I thought was kind of interesting when it officially became news that he was keeping Petten, I liked his comments that he had um, about him. I think it was on Sirius Radio where he had an interview talking about it, where he said, "I I think we share the share a common vision, and I'm really excited to see." this defense take off in year two of his system. I think that continually just for the players to be able to perform usually in year two, it definitely is going to improve. And also the thing is that's so attractive about Mike to me 
was here's a guy that's been a head coach in the National Football League, and it's going to be somebody that I can lean on because there's going to be certain circumstances that come up that, hey, maybe I haven't been through, so it's really excited to have Mike as part of our staff. It's good to kind of, I mean, kind of see that he knows where he's not, where he's not strong in and to kind of realize that some of the intangibles that Mike can bring in besides just being a defensive guy, the fact that he's like he has been a head coach in this league and has been with different teams to go through the different experiences, kind of much like how Nagy kept Fangio. Yeah, and even Sean McVay wanted Wade Phillips because yep. he's an experienced defensive coordinator. So, yeah, it makes perfect sense, and I'm glad he's doesn't have too big an ego or anything where he's, you know, I'm going to run the whole team. But, yeah, he's, he's an offensive-minded guy, and... Uh, it looks like breaking news as of just within the last hour is that uh, Todd Munkin's supposed to join the Browns. Wow. So, unfortunately, we will have to look we'll elsewhere. On that. So yeah. we'll, we'll figure out some new names now. But, yeah, I, I think it, it, it was pretty awesome to see what everybody tweeted out, um, the defensive players tweeted out for when they heard Petten was sticking around, and it was yeah. total support. Especially the D-line. Yeah, and it was interesting too. I think Haha kind of. I think he tweeted out that he was kind of happy that he was sticking in Green Bay and happy for the players that they weren't going to have a change again. So, yeah. so yeah, it's 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 kind of nice to see that see the players call it out and you know they trust that guy and they had a lot of injuries. So it's interesting to see what what they're going to do in the off season. It, now it's all up to Goot. I think it's it's up to him to not miss on those those early picks. We got three picks within what the top fifty or something like 44, that. Forty four, yeah. So um, we got to hit on those, and we got to get this team healthy, and we got to hopefully get some free agents in here, everything right. all around. But Goots, he did it last year. I felt like he did a great job with what he had. I think um, he brought in some guys. The guys got hurt, but what are you going to do? We were the most, probably the most injured team in the NFL. Again, again, yeah, we're always so up there. Hopefully that changes. I do think with when you look at the tight end position as a group. Uh, safety, O-line, uh, pass rush, you're not going to be able to fill all that in the draft. He's got to make a couple free agent signings. I mean, maybe even if he goes for a more value approach, but we got to get some guys brought in here. Yeah. We're not Even with a, a good draft, I don't think we're going to be able to shore up everything that's wrong with the team yeah. right now. But I'm pretty optimistic going forward. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, definitely. That, that whole offensive coaching staff is pretty much gone except for the tight ends coach. I mean, even Campen's not going to be back. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That's, that's a bummer. The, that's an odd going, one. That's another one that's rumored to go into the Browns. He's been with the Packers for so long, and he's a really trusted guy in offensive line groups. Yeah, uh, talked about him more or less. So, yeah, it's kinda, that was the one I really wanted to see come back from that offensive side just because our, our, our offensive line has always been pretty amazing. Moving on to the Bucks, uh, I think Mike t- kind of Mike and I kind of teased down it that they had a, a decent upcoming schedule, but it was all on the road, and we were wondering we we're taking bets on if they would lose two in a row finally in this road stretch, and they gave us a little scare today, or not today, but they gave us a little scare against the Wizards, losing uh, one thirteen to one hundred six. Andy predicted they'd come out of this thirteen game stretch where ten are on the road. Still not having lost back-to-back games, so I still am a believer because they proved me right. They came back today and redeemed that loss, and the loss to the Wizards 
I know you can. It's easy to track it up to know Giannis. The Wizards are a lot better than I. They still have a lot of good players. Beal had a really good game. That was the difference. He led all scorers with 32. But the there's, Bucks, tra- there's trade rumors that the Bucks were potentially involved in the trade to get Beal. Yeah, and what's weird about that is it didn't seem the the stuff I read. It didn't seem like we had to give up that much. They kept saying right. like it could be Brogdon, and maybe like a contract thrown in. I thought. You'd have to do that, right? Brogdon looks pretty good. I know I like, but Brogdon. Beal is great. Beal's He's great. a contract year. I yeah, know. I. It's interesting that game. Like, I don't know. I didn't get to see much of it, so me either. But it was defer. it. It was just a tough game for them. I felt uh, without Giannis, they were trying to figure something out. But I just feel like it's pretty pretty interesting how the Wizards have been actually better since they lost Wall. Yeah. I and, heard that. That and, was pretty uh, crazy to me. And but, Dwight Howard. Yeah, Dwight Howard too. Yeah, I forget about that. Yeah, but. because uh, the Bucks, everyone that started for him was in double digits, which is always nice to see that balanced scoring attack. But the Wizards got the exact same thing. They had everyone in double digits, and Beal had 32, and then their other starters had 20, 20, and 18. So it's almost like the Wizards' uh, uh, starting group outplayed the Bucks' starting group without... Uh, without Giannis in there. And, I mean, they they still shot okay from three. They did get outshot by five threes. And that was some of the difference, but... It was really just a, a really bad first quarter for the Bucks. They gave up 40. Yeah, they're down 14 so right away. They kind of lost it right there, but they couldn't hit a shot late, too. Yeah. They kind of got cold late, and uh, nobody could take over that game, and Washington just kept hitting shots. Yeah, you could tell they did miss Giannis. There was a couple times where they really needed a basket where if it was, if you had Giannis in there, you'd probably just have him drive the lane. He'll figure it out and dunk. But instead, you know, it's like Bledsoe seemed to be the guy trying to take charge. Yeah. And didn't quite work. And also the the defense was lacking without Giannis. The wizard shot like over 50% from three, I think uh, 54.5%. So that's going to kill you in this this modern NBA. Teams just let it fly. So the Bucks. I mean, we don't need to talk about the Hawks. I mean, they killed them again. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> Coach Bud revenge games. So there's, Part two, <laughs> there's, more of the same. There's 15 games, I believe, before the All-Star break. Uh, Ten away, five at home. So in that stretch, they only play four teams over 500 right now. So Miami, Oklahoma City. Uh, Toronto and the Pacers. So, what are your expectations before the All Star break? Do you want to see them in first? Uh, what are your expectations? Even with fifth, ten away games, it's still tough to play away against any team. Right. Top two. Uh, yeah, I would say yeah. Sticking where they're at, I guess. Yeah, because yeah, they're right now they're slightly behind Toronto. But so I guess if if we think about it, those four games. Well, Three out of three, three and one, like against those good teams, you kind of want to see them perform well. Ideally, yeah, I think you'd want to see them win three of them. Yeah. If they went two and two, I mean, I wouldn't be devastated, but I'd be maybe slightly disappointed. Three and one. Some of those are tough. That's my my call. Three and one. Oklahoma City's tough at Toronto. We'll we'll, uh, wrap up that series. That'll be a pretty solid game coming up in uh february i believe but um but yeah it's it's going to be uh uh interesting stretch here and then seeing who makes the 
all-star team too because Giannis is what second in the league yeah to, to LeBron by like a hundred thousand votes only it's not actually not that much he's first in the east and uh who else will make this team uh, they're one of the best they are statistically one of the best teams or if the best team in the league yeah when you look at point differential and offense and defensive efficiency they're like I think they're top four now in both they've yeah. been like top five in both they might be like third and fourth you think they should have a second all-star you would hope a second I mean the Hawks that won I think Budenholzer year uh they actually had almost I think it was all five of their starters in the all-star game or something like that it might have been four of them four of them it yeah. might have been the, I forgot who the odd man out was but they had Horford Corver, Teague and someone else I'm forgetting. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> you already pulled a good. I'm kind of surprised that even like this year's Boston Gordon Hayward is in the top 10. Millsap. That's what I forgot. There you go. Like that's crazy to me. Yeah, that's know. just that, We don't we have one fans we have voting. one. Just fans. Yeah, is it where's Dwayne Wade? Uh he's like third. He's yeah. like second in the East, I think. Uh, he comes off the bench for the Heat. I don't, and know. People I, I don't know the exact number, but Wade is, yeah. yeah he's well, 1.2 million. Granted, he is going to make the All-Star team. It's his last uh, year, so you would expect him. But starting would be kind of cool for, for Wade, I guess. Yeah, I guess. If it's if it's just a throw in he's, there. He's almost the same amount of votes as Anthony Davis. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. Perfect sense, yeah. yeah. They'll perfect. get the same good, amount good, of MVP votes, too. Good job, good job fans. If, the, if it's what the fans want to see... Okay, they vote Dwayne Wade in, but then what if that bumps Middleton from making the team? Right, yeah. But I don't know, Middleton, Bledsoe. Uh, I think Lopez will make the three-point contest. Right? Oh, that'd be great, yeah. <laughs> that would be so sweet. That'd they should. So awesome. If they just if they want to appeal to the fans, put Brooke Lopez in there, talk about how he's called Splash Mountain, that'd be a lot of fun. But I think I heard that Brogdon was, he's the only player that's now 50, 40, 30. What is that? That, that stat? Uh, I never remember. 50, 40, it. 90? 50, 40, 90. 30 would not be good. No. <laughs> it would not be good. Uh, no, then, Shaq style. Yeah. <laughs> Andre Drummond. But I, I, I think there. he, I don't think Curry is anymore. For, I think I heard that he's the only player. So him not making the All-Star team even could, could be a shame. That's impressive. That's an impressive line. It's sad that we can't even get above 168,000 votes for somebody else on the Bucks team to get on the list. It's very sad. Let's all. Bradley Beal is in 10th. Who should we pick? Tell everyone to vote for Middleton. Maybe the sp- I think it's more the obvious choice. Maybe the votes are to just split amongst uh, like all of our starters. Let's all focus. Just let's focus on one, and then hopefully the reserve gets in there. We need two starters. What I do enjoy one of the best teams in the league. Come on. This is this is kind of similar to we joked around about the ageless running backs like Adrian Peterson and whatever else. The this is going to be the Derrick Rose Wade Vince <laughs> Carter All-Star. Is Vince Carter going to make it? Yeah, Vince Carter is number 7 in the front court of the East. What? Don't they 275,000 votes. They do go off fan, coach and players, right? Coaches, fans and and players vote. It's like a certain percentage of fan vote. I think they had starters, to, right? I think they, they had to. had to change it when Yao Ming was in the league because the Chinese vote would be 
would swing it so much that yeah. like Steve Francis always made all the Rockets got insane amounts of votes. <laughs> Steve Francis would always be a starter <laughs> with Yao Mobley. With Yao Ming, yeah. And other guys would like make a run for it. So I think after that they changed it. So each player's score will be calculated by averaging his weighted rank from the fan votes, the player votes, and media votes. Yeah, they do it pretty good, I think. So we'll see. I I would I would hope I mean it'd be great if they get three. That'd be amazing, I think. I'll, I'll two, be, two will be good. I'll be happy with two. If they don't get two in, I'm going to be pretty upset. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't know how players and the media couldn't make that happen. You're the second-place team. I mean, even NBA. Lopez. Lopez has been amazing this year. See, that's the problem. You can make a case for Middleton, Lopez, yeah, Brogdon, Bledsoe. It's a very good team. It's hard. Lastly, uh, the Bradley Center. Roof is gone. Blew the roof off that place. Literally God, and figuratively. I shed a tear. I was really worried that shrapnel was going to hit the new stadium. I saw some boards go up. I'm like, who? Look out. <laughs> they know what they're doing, I think. I hope. <laughs> Somebody got a broom and a dustpan. So now what? They tear it from the outside in, right? Outside. They must, they must do it that way. But what? what do you guys know what's going there? I haven't heard. Because they already have a parking structure up. Um, yeah. they have a little district, maybe some shops or yeah, restaurants if they want to or stuff like that. District. Yeah. It is nice. I that think they're probably gonna have. I think they're gonna do parking and storefront type stuff. Like, I think a, they're gonna have like bars and shops type thing on on the main level, and then have parking above it. Oh. I believe. Okay, because that other structure is just strictly parking, and then they have another lot to the to the north of like the little district area. Yeah, so, a lot of a lot of fun stuff going up there. It's nice that the roofs of our stadiums collapse when we want them to, mm-hmm. <laughs> not when it snows. Right. <laughs> we should put a time lapse, like video of both those side by side. Oh. <laughs> pretty sweet. Uh, the, the snow pouring onto the field. <laughs> That's awesome. So good night, Bradley Center. Sweet, you rest in peace. So we're almost getting to time here, boys. Let's uh, let's wrap up how we did on fantasy talk. Not oh, good. I didn't draft. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Sure well, then, did. Well, then your son had your phone and drafted for you. You, <laughs> you got third. Oh, shoot. Uh, I needed it this week. I was right with the universe. I'm back in back in first. Yep. I, uh, I could not catch Andy for first, despite having Michael Thomas, who went off. And, uh, the Damian Williams, Todd Gurley showed it was enough to... Yeah, bring Pat, it home for me. I took Pat Mahomes. He had 50 passing touchdowns this year. Decided to have none. Nope. <laughs> this playoff game. Tyreek Hill rushing. They had four rushing touchdowns. He did have one of the rushing <laughs> so touchdowns. So many wide receivers rush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sammy Watkins got an end around. <laughs> yeah. If he had go- <laughs> gone in the end zone there, I might have turned the TV off. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I, I stunk the bed. I don't even remember my team. I had luck. I had luck. That probably ruined me. I'm surprised, yeah. Luck. Luck didn't come through. Gordon only had nine carries. Yeah, the Patriots yeah, Gordon, defense. Gordon that, rushing wasn't very That good. injury, too, probably got the best of him, I would think. I didn't watch the game, so. We only had nine attempts. Nine attempts is nothing. When you get blown out already, it's hard to come back. Definitely. Yeah. So. so Andy won, but second place is still up for grabs. Andy officially won. Yeah. He got first. Applause. Yeah, we'll add that in post. It's the appropriate applause. Dead silence. Crickets should be the applause. I'll add it in post. No, I'm not adding it in post. Because it should be assumed. 
But now I can still jump Pete for second next week. So did we ever pick an actual place where we're going, or do I get to pick? Yeah, you get to pick, man. I think you get to pick. And then maybe, like we said, maybe we can... <laughs> I feel like Fogo to Chow is going to come out of his mouth. <laughs> we go to Rodizio <laughs> in Milwaukee. Oh, oh this is gonna be None of those sound good after I had a week. I ended the week with the that norovirus that's been going around wreaking havoc. Then let's go to a let's place. Let's go to breakfast and go to Malta. Do we have a? Is there like a vegetable? All you can eat vegetable yeah. place. Where's a good uh, Sioux salt, salads? Saltine crackers. Sioux salads. Ginger ginger ale. <laughs> Bananas. It's Parks and Rec pole there. Sioux salads, the worst. <laughs> what is it? The Brett <laughs> diet. Bananas, rice, oh, apples. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know what the tea is. Tea. That's supposed to damn you up. Tea. What is the tea in Brett? Tea. Like T E A T? Yeah, T. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. That was a terrible joke. It's staying in. That was a dad joke. <laughs> we got a lot of dad jokes. Oh, we should do our dad joke of the week. Yeah, dad joke of the week. <laughs> so terrible. What does a fart say to the other fart? You stink. Oh, come on, man. You just ruined it. <laughs> I already told you that one. I'm a dad, too. Man. Toast. The T is toast. <laughs> Toast. If my wife was actually still listening, she'd be like, she'd be probably be screaming at that point. Oh, um, the nurse and her. Toast, you so idiot. Toast. So the moral of the story is I crushed it in fantasy. You guys are battling out for who has to pay second. Yeah, and then maybe we could figure out something. You know, this, for the with, dessert. For dessert. With who's going to pay for Cold Stone? This Cold Stone? Oh, dessert. I thought you were like going there for dinner. I'm like, That's yeah, we're cheapest. Cold Stone Creamery? going to get some Froyo. Um... No, it just seems like this is going to end up with me losing because I'm, I'm pretty much against Mike and I can never beat Mike. And In regular fantasy, I'm terrible at daily fantasy. I retired from it. That's true. I stopped using DraftKings. Unless you want to be a sponsor, then I love DraftKings. There's nothing better. <laughs> except except for use FanDraft to do our stats and tabulations well, we for our weekly yeah. one currently. Yeah, go to Draft.com. Use the promo code QTR to get no discount. <laughs> to get like promo code not you found. You actually get negative. <laughs> yeah. They actually take money to from get you. 404 <laughs> error. Use QTR <laughs> at checkout. If you want to test theirs. Their, hey, they just gave me promo a free code. ticket. Free $3 ticket I got. Oh, yeah. look. Maybe they will be a sponsor. We'll played an NBA contest to make fourth. Oh, oh, nice. Zero, zero money. It was out of no. six. <laughs> I did really bad. I didn't I like study. Like I, a just, thousand. I just was <laughs> picking players. <laughs> All right. Congratulations, Andy. So we'll tune into the last. We'll do the last draft coming up in later this week. So I think we're ready to let you guys get out of here, but we still want you to write into our mailbag, questionable slash mailbag, if you want to ask us a question and have us read it on the air. We do appreciate that. If you want to reach out to us on social media, facebook.com slash questionable to return, Twitter at Q2Return. Personally, to each one of us, I'm Andy9, I'm Ann. I'm at Mike R. Daily. I'm at P-K-O-Z-Y-J-R. We appreciate the fans. We got a nice little bump in listeners. My brother Rob said uh, it's now part of his regular rotation at work. We bumped the Shaq podcast. So good nice. job, Good job by us. Sorry, Shaq. We're better. So your shares and reviews are helping. So keep that up. The five-star reviews do help us a lot. So with that, we'll see you next time. 
We're out. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Thanks, Rob. <laughs>